0: Hey guys, welcome to New Dad City Episode 2, and it is with one of my best friends, Cody. Cody is currently stationed in Germany. He is a member of our military and a dad of three, currently married. And boy, does he have a lot of good stuff to share in this episode. So I will go ahead and shut up. There will be no intro music, and I will get right into it because there is a lot of good stuff that Cody shared for current dads, and upcoming dads and brand new dads it is absolutely awesome i hope you enjoy welcome to new dad city this is hopefully going to be the second episode of a good one um and we're kind of relaxing cody and i's thing is we play video games a lot whenever we have the time and as we talk you know we're we're getting two birds stoned at once by playing a video game and talking about dad shit um you know obviously there's Cody there. I've got him on the screen streaming with us so we actually have a familiar face. Um you might hear some clicking of the keyboard in the background and that's okay because we are doing stuff on the computer. Gamers. Yeah, gamer stuff. Anyway, I want raw uncut material <laughs> and um I uh I'm not going to edit any of this out. I'll probably start it over like the beginning of it with the welcome scene <gasps> but Either way, here we are talking about dad stuff. I met Cody back in 2012 when he was a fresh new airman at our first base at Seymour in North Carolina that we met at throughout the years. Just a quick recap of it. I, uh, oh, there you are. I, uh, uh, I was Cody's first trainer, got him certified and then I became a supervisor and then I trained him to be a supervisor I got out in 2017 and he surpassed me in rank and position and here we are now he has three kids and I have one we're both married and I guess go ahead Cody take it away so you got three kids and Go ahead and tell us yeah. a bit about them, I guess. <laughs> so are we are we trying to uh, refrain from wife's names this time? Like we, we failed last time or are we just no kid names? Because we're gonna say it. I'm gonna say Erica, Yeah, you yeah.
1: Know? Let's just yeah, let's just go no kid names. Hold on. Let me turn down the, the volume real quick. Okay. Um yeah, get get whatever you need set up. Um Yeah, so like uh like you said I got three kids, um nine, six, and three. Um my three year old and my six year old live with me here in Germany and then uh my 9 year old lives in ohio with uh with his mom um i've been all over the fucking world uh north carolina for 7 years uh idaho for 2 years um, uh, south korea for a year uh been in germany for about a year um and then uh in between in between assignments and stuff i i've had a uh, deployment to iraq for 8 months um, and then I deployed to Saudi Arabia for, uh, seven months. Um, so I've, I've been all over, um, being here in Germany is honestly the, the first time in about two years that I've been able to actually be with my family. Um, so, really? and I, I took, yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it's been <laughs> a blessing to be back for sure. Um, it's been rough. I will say that it's definitely been rough getting readjusted to family life, but, um, it's definitely been a welcome, a welcome adjustment. So when um
0: you said this is obviously the first time now do you do you live on base or you live off base how's that uh going with all that uh,
1: So here here we live on base um and we we made that decision um based off of just the the sheer i guess compl- complexity of of trying to move off base especially when because I got here I got here about three or four months before the rest of my family did Okay uh so it was, it was just easier to just get a house on base. We had already been on the wait list, and I showed up. They said we have a house. I said I'll take it. Um, moving off base here would have caused just a bunch of problems. We would have had to wait, you know, upwards of a month to two months in mm-hmm. a small, tiny apartment that they had on base, which is like t- temporary lodging. Sure. Um, and and who knows where we would have actually been able to live. <clears throat> Plus, excuse me. Um, some of the houses and stuff off base we've not heard the best things about Um, just landlords and stuff being rough and then obviously you know there's language barriers and culture barriers and stuff of course yeah so we just we chose the easier option here and because I mean we're only going to be here for three years and we're still we still have enjoyed Germany so far I mean we we go off base to do most of our grocery shopping and um, we you know we find restaurants and stuff and we've we've traveled to France and uh, we have plans to travel out east, uh, probably coming this spring. So, you know, we, we've we still have definitely enjoyed our time here so far.
0: Awesome. And um, so go ahead. Uh, you know, and I've already sent out one episode and published that yesterday. And <clears throat> excuse me, the people uh-huh. who have listened or watched know that I'm a brand new dad, and that's what this you know it, it, this podcast and video. Logging, vlogging, videocast, whatever you want to say. I'm going to get the YouTube channel started up eventually um, within the next week or so. i got to create a deadline for myself. But there's obviously a lot of things that I never thought I'd encounter, a lot of expectations that weren't met. And you know what happens when you expect things from people, especially a child whose brain is not even developed and can't even speak or tell you what they want it. Um, so all the expectations kind of went out the window. And it was obviously starting from scratch. Um, I guess go ahead and explain, um, like go ahead and what, 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 how old are your kids? And, um, I mean, you can go through, um, explaining the, I guess the feeling of finding out that you were going to be a dad, because I, I don't want to say that yours was special because a lot of people have that circumstance, but go ahead and, um, discuss wh- how did that feel when you got that, that got that call saying like, Hey, guess what?
1: <laughs> You're going to be a uh. dad, you know? Yeah, so I, at first, I was fucking terrified. Oh, Um, dude. Yeah. (laughs) I was, I was, I was terrified. Well, I mean, so if I'm being dead honest, the situation, um, so my oldest son is from a previous relationship. And, um, I won't go into detail, but whenever I originally got that call, I was like, nope. Okay, cool. Like, it ain't mine. That, if that goes to show you, you know, the, uh, the underlying yeah. uh, circumstances of that relationship. Yeah. I didn't believe that, you know, he, he was going to be mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, lo and behold, he was. And once I found out that he was, I was, I was for one overjoyed because I was just happy to know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, just, uh, just, you know, finally realizing that I'm I'm going to be a dad. And like, yeah. you know, I have, I have a son now. Like it was, it was just awesome. Um, and getting to spend any amount of time that I did was just, was just great. Um, and then fast forward to a couple of years ago when we had uh, our daughter. Because um, we'll go into more, I'm sure, later. But uh, my middle son, my six-year-old son, he is uh, he's adopted. Um, and then Thank that's you. a whole yeah, that's a whole story on its own. Um, and then my daughter, uh, she was a bit of a surprise. Um, but uh, finding out that we were going to have her was another just absolutely absolutely elated um, and just excited. So.
0: Now, you said um, so. Your boy is your first boy is nine. Is how many kids are with you actually living in Germany uh, right
1: now? So, uh, my three year old and my six year old live here in Germany with me. So, uh, the two kids I have with my wife.
0: Gotcha. And so your oldest he stays with his mom, his biological mom back in uh, the states. Yep. <clears throat> Now, with that, that's obviously got a that obviously um, is a barrier right there because you're you know over the pond and on a different continent. How do you still maintain that relationship with him? Because you know, I I know it's it's got to be it's got to present its challenges, and I won't even I won't even say it's difficult. I don't want to use that word. I would say I'd say challenging fits (laughs) more of it. You know?
1: Yeah. No, it's definitely. Uh it's definitely challenging. Um so the way that him and I have been able to keep in contact for the most part over the last like couple of years anyway is uh he's honestly just through Xbox. Um I gotcha. bought him an Xbox off a of buddy a couple of years ago and um sent it to him and you know we we, we play all kinds of stuff, we play Farming Simulator, we played Sea of Thieves. That is a good uh, game. <laughs> Minecraft with him. <laughs> yeah. Um oh yeah, he he loves Farming Simulator dude. Um but you know just all kinds of just yeah, fairly kid-friendly games. Um and we just sit back and we just chat talk about stuff um sometimes i'll have one of my other buddies from back home on and uh he'll play with us and you know it's just it's it's just fun to just sit and just chat with him because i mean like i said he he's nine so you know he's a lot more developed than my other two children so it's it's easier to conversate with him you know yeah hey did you have a good week yeah you know i did these things and you know blah 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 and so it's it's easier to, to kinda you know, conversate with him and, and talk sure. to him about things. Yeah. Um
0: now, do you get do you get um I know this might be sensitive, but um do you do you get like uh I don't want to say visitation rights is the word, but does is there any plans of him coming and staying with you guys at all?
1: Uh yeah, I mean I without going into too much detail, we're still waiting on some paperwork to be finished. Sure, yeah, I guess uh, that's whatever. should have been should have been finished a while ago, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly his passport. We're just waiting on his passport and stuff. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, whenever his passport gets uh, gets approved, hopefully, um, we will uh, we'll get him out here. Hopefully, around wintertime is what we're expecting. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but still, just waiting, waiting on uh, other people to do what they need to do. Sure, sure. You yeah, know, parenting so, is not a
0: one way street unless you're a single nope. parent and. yeah his mom is obviously still in the picture um yeah so i can imagine that can be kind of painful especially if you have somebody who's not as cooperative i guess you could say um now the i know with the age gap and everything with him and your other two kids does he uh how is he with them like when they're around each other does he have fun playing with the other boy or does he gravitate towards being like i'm a big brother so i'm gonna protect my sister you know,
1: uh, it honestly it depends on the day. Um, really? and well, uh, change mind, I guess, yeah, well with, with my middle son and him being as, as hyperactive as he is, it's, mm-hmm. it's sometimes a little overwhelming, um, for my oldest son. Okay. So he does kind of gravitate toward, uh, my daughter just again, because she's little and stuff too. So he definitely has that big brother mentality, which is yeah. awesome. Um, and he, and he's still very protective of, of my middle son as well. Which, um, which is kind of cool though, because
0: you're, I think you're the oldest of three or four, right? Yeah, oldest of four. Yeah, so you get to you get to see that because you've got to experience that, you know.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: That's pretty. That's a pretty cool thing to see. Um, now, so you got the two. You got one in the states. Um, you're working on that with getting him over to hang out with you guys over there, which is, is going to be really cool. You get to, you know, imagine being that little getting to go overseas and seeing oh. you know, Germany and everything, you know. Right. Um. Now, with that being said, you're you got your two kids there, um. What um so what do you what do you do over there? Um, I mean I know what you do, but go ahead and explain like what, I guess what your job is to the to the people.
1: Um, so I'm an air traffic controller, and um, I you know I've been an air traffic controller all almost 12 years in the military. Damn, it's been um, that long. yeah, doesn't feel like it, but um, my main job is it's what's called a, a senior watch supervisor. Um, it's a pretty much a shift lead. Um, I'm in charge of over here. I'm only in charge of like. Five other people, but uh, in Korea, I was in charge of almost 20 people, uh, and in, in North Carolina, I think what we had at one point we had like 26, 27 people on one crew at a time, or something crazy like that. Uh huh. I don't know. It was, it was a lot, but uh, yeah, you're pretty much just in charge of uh, daily operations and making sure that um, whatever needs done gets done, kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, and then making sure everyone's taken care of while I do so, and also making sure planes don't crash. No,
0: I know with that, do you actually still get to sit down at the scope and talk to planes and everything, or do you kind of leave that up to the young guys?
1: Um, here it's a little different just because uh how we operate. So I actually get to control quite a bit. Um now I, I would say I don't get to control like, you know, the the daily meat of the traffic, I guess. Sure, um man. but uh I definitely get to control a lot. Uh there are definitely plenty of opportunities for for me to control. I would say sometimes I've even been busier on a weekend, uh, you know, six, seven o'clock at night by myself there.
0: Dude, I feel um,
1: Then, than, than what I've watched people work during the middle of the week when we have the fighters and stuff flying. Yeah,
0: definitely, I definitely um we deal with that same crap here. It um it can it can be kind of annoying. Um yeah. uh, do you want to there we go? Um so I guess the schedule, I know the, I, from when I was in, I remember we kind of alternated, we alternated days, like, or not days, I'm sorry, weeks, where it was like, you know, one week you were, say, six to two, the next week you were two to ten, stuff like that. Do you guys kind of rotate that there? Or how's, that, how's it going with that?
1: Yeah, so we actually just switched to that um, this week. We, I mean, we've gone through tons of schedule changes uh, since I've been here, but, um, yeah, we're kind of going back to what I would say is a normal schedule sure, um, normal. <laughs> so yeah, so we we rotate the uh you know the six to two and then the the two to ten. we're doing that now, so which i'm not, I'm not mad about going back to that it's you know that's what I've known for my entire career, so it'll be it'll be nice to go back to a like a, a quote unquote normal schedule
0: yeah, absolutely um now, with that schedule being said, is it kind of difficult to find time for your kids? Um, how's that work like balancing your your personal time that you need like say going to the gym and all that and then going Okay, I gotta I gotta actually give some commitment to my kids and everything. Yeah It's
1: it's it's definitely rough man. And and like I've told you a uh, hundred times already like You, you got it you, and not just being a dad, but just like, you know, rotate schedules and stuff And I'm sure you you kind of get where I'm coming from with just the schedule portion, but especially mm-hmm. with being a dad you got to you get you you get used to, to sleeping on like three or four hours of sleep um especially if you if you have things you need to do or want to do um you got to sacrifice the time somewhere and just the easiest yeah. place for most people is just to get a few less hours or few or less hours of sleep i can't talk yeah but um and honestly like that's that's the way i've had to do it the past couple of years is just kind of get used to A little less sleep. Um and I know it sounds terrible, uh, and a lot of people probably won't understand it. Um but uh yeah, especially being in the military from where you don't have that you don't have any options. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. I can't just I can't just call in and be like, ah, I'm not coming in today. Um it's not really how it works for us. We have to go through a whole process of taking leave and stuff like that. And you you know very well how that works. So Mm -hmm. it's just I do, I remember. Yeah. You kinda just You just have to deal with it. Um, oh, you're sick, so, go
0: to sick call. You can't just, yeah, hey, your kid's sick. Just, um, can your wife take him? You know, yeah, so um,
1: it's uh, yep.
0: I guess when you do have downtime, because you know, you're, what, your wife um stays at home and runs like um that daycare stuff, right? Yep. yep, So, I mean, you told me before she's got a lot of patience when it comes to children. Um, oh, yeah. Compared to you know, I, I struggle with that too. Like, Axel starts crying, and I'm like, "Oh my god, Erica, please help me." Because <laughs> she, oh dude, she's she's great. She is absolutely great with kids, and I don't think she gives herself enough credit, honestly. Um, when it comes to that, because she is she's an excellent mom. Um, so how does that work out? Like, say, obviously, you know, you time and downtime is very important. So how does how does that work with um? I guess with your wife how do you how do you present that to her it's like hey I need some downtime you know I need that me time because we've talked about it before where it's like you can't it, it's not compromisable I mean I guess where you put it in the schedule it is but at the yeah. same time it's like you know it's it's necessary that you have this downtime because you're going to snap if you don't
1: Oh no you know? absolutely um it's it, you definitely so it's it's you have to be honest with each other too. Um you have to be honest with your limits, um and knowing what you can and can't handle. Sure. Um and I, I've i told Brittany many times, like I know exactly where my limits are and when I get close I will let you let you know. Um yes. <laughs> so uh kinda like what you and your, your therapist were talking about with the you know, like the need thing. Not not I want to or, you know, um it's I need. Um so Like, you definitely have to have that that open and honest um, dialogue with your partner. So that way, you know, like, for me, for example, and, you know, I I talk to you about this all the time. Like, my biggest thing for me, especially over the last few years, has just been being able to go to the gym. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I can go to the gym everywhere I've been. You know, there's always a gym somewhere. So um, just being able to go to the gym... Uh, and have that you know hour two hours of just i look at what i need to do i go pick up the weight i do the thing i put it down um i can ch- shut my brain off and and just sure <laughs> dude i and just it. grind
0: mhm yeah cuz we were talking about that before you know before the it decided to you know not not recording
1: our audio um, yeah it, it's
0: it, our brains are so engaged in these in these uh in these kids and parenting cuz you always have to focus and yeah. I think just having that written down workout where it's like, all right, you're going to do this three by 12 and you're going to like it, you know, type yeah. thing. Um, I think you, you, being able to shut your brain off is works wonders because, oh, you know, absolutely. Cause you're, you're constantly on, oh, what does this, what does this kid need? What does that kid need? You know, he's crying. Do I need to feed him? Blah, 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 you know? Um, yeah. And, and and with that, I know that you definitely have some special circumstances with one of your kids um yeah if you uh want to go ahead and dive into that with your um was it uh how old with the the middle age one i'm sorry
1: no, you're good um yeah we we found out this year that um he uh, he's been diagnosed with a d h d and and it's one of those like we always kind of knew that there yeah. was something. Uh but again he's also only six. Yeah. So um we always thought like, oh he's just a he's just a little boy. He he's gonna figure this stuff out. He you know he just he's he just makes noise to make noise, you know, he just runs around and run around. Mm-hmm. Um but uh we started to notice it a lot with like a lot of sensory stuff. Um with like, you know, he has to have his socks on a very, very particular way. He has to put them on a very particular way and stuff like that. So that's when we really started to notice like, okay, maybe maybe something is up here, or maybe, you know, this isn't just normal six-year-old boy behavior. Sure, yeah. Um, So we uh, went and finally had him evaluated, and we found out this year that he's uh, ADHD. So that's been um, interesting to to learn along with that and kind of figure out his ins and outs and what he needs as as a little boy growing up and having... um, because it's also kind of went into his uh, his school and his learning a little bit too. it's It's a little more difficult for him to learn because it's harder for him to pay attention.
0: What does he um, um what does he expressed? He's having difficulty in like, what's the main thing? Is it like math, science, um, reading? So
1: for him specifically, he hasn't necessarily expressed anything to us, but we've just we've noticed and through his teachers and stuff that he's he does have difficulty reading. Gotcha. Um, and that's something that uh, that they've let us know. And he does get additional time at school, which we we kind of expected. Um, Mm -hmm. but he's also to the point now, and I mentioned this in the last, uh, um, thing that we did, uh, is that he, he's finally to the point now where he can let us know, like, you know, he, he, he lets us know that he doesn't know what to do sometimes. And, you know, he needs help trying to figure that out. Yeah, sure. Um, which, you know, as a father hearing your son say, like. I don't know what to do with my body. I don't know how to express myself. It's, it's hard because, yeah. you know, you don't know what he's feeling and you only know that he's having trouble expressing it. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you know, you have to go through your toolbox of stuff that you know, and you've done and dealt with to try to, to try to help, um, the best that you can. And it's, it's rough. It's, it's very rough. Yeah. How, um, how has
0: that learning curve been for you since you've, you know, obviously probably in the beginning you're like what is this kid screaming about you know why is he acting like this? you know because i mean
1: have you have you ever dealt with that
0: before like most people haven't you know
1: um no not i mean not directly i mean i've had i had cousins and stuff growing up and i'm sure like my you know my younger brothers being crazy idiots that they still are uh like just you know Boys will be boys kind of shit, yeah, but um, I think that's what our default is. yeah, <laughs> yeah right and, and you know that's a, that's a, exactly what I thought for the first couple of years is boys will be boys, you know he'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that you know he's old enough to let us know like what's going on and how he feels and stuff, um, the biggest thing that we've've we've been able to do with him and and, and honestly, this kind of goes with uh, most of my children um, is letting him be a part of decision making. Um, yeah, we were talking that, about that, that before uh, with like
0: um the gymnastics thing.
1: Yeah, so he he did quit gymnastics and I and honestly that was one of our biggest tools for him to get out a lot of his uh, energy and I wouldn't even say frustration, just his mm-hmm. um, just his energy and stuff. It let it you know it let him kind of unwind because he could just run around and jump around and do whatever. Um, but like I was saying in the last one, he was just he. Wasn't really into the stretching and stuff, so a lot of his time would be spent just pouting. Yeah. So we're like, listen, dude, like you get one more chance. Oh, and he also like, I forgot. He, yeah. So he was pouting and stuff in the stretching, and he didn't want to, uh, didn't want to participate. And then he would, um, he would, uh, he wouldn't listen to the instructor. So we're like, dude, what's going on? He goes, yeah. oh, you know, I just, I forget or whatever. So if we're like, okay, man. Couple times of this and you know, like me and my wife have had it like we're like we have to pay for this Yeah, so we we offered him you know a choice like okay You can quit or you know, you can keep going and listening. He goes. I don't want to do it anymore So I mean we gave him the option like he, he didn't yeah. want to go cool you, We're not gonna make him go with that do you think it helps him
0: with his decision-making because obviously acting out and um, Decision-making is you know, one of the telltale signs of somebody with that ADHD mentality that ADHD mm-hmm. brain, I you know I deal with it firsthand with um my wife because she yep. has that diagnosis too and it, it, it's bad if she doesn't take her medication um yeah and you know at first when i first met her i was just like you know i thought it was laziness you know i thought it was just her you know acting out and stuff and then you know come to find out through the learning process it's not and yep. you know obviously dealing with an adult i would for th- at least for my end you know i would assume that it's a lot easier than dealing with a child because children don't know what they want. And on top of that, you have a kid that is diagnosed ADHD, which is even more because, you know, they're not developed. They don't understand how to, you know, express themselves and everything. Um, we talked earlier about, um, his expression and how, you know, Hey, how do I get mom and dad's attention when I'm feeling some sort of way? Um, can you go ahead and uh, talk about that? I don't, I don't think you, you mentioned that it had to do with like, um, the noises and stuff.
1: Oh, so yeah, a lot of times like whenever he uh he needs that attention or he's craving that attention, he just he you know, he just makes the this crazy noises. He'll screech and scream and mm-hmm. and all this, that stuff and the other. And so like we you know, we've we've tried to work with him on you know, if you need attention or you need something, you know, like instead of screaming or screeching, why don't you just ask? Yeah. to say, Hey, hey dad, like can I talk to you? Or hey dad, I have a question or hey mom, I have a question. Um so we've been trying to do that with him too and, and just mm-hmm. give him different ways of expressing himself that we can deal with and that we can understand rather sure. than just him making noise um, mm-hmm. and again it's all about uh, those options um, and yeah. like I said you know we try to use that with, with all of our children is give them options because giving them that agency in their own life and, and having them make choices just goes miles and miles with, with them growing up for one and two it just, it, like I said, it gives them agency. It lets them feel like they're a part of things. Yeah. Um, so, and that's, I mean, that's all kids want is they just want to be a part of stuff, and they they hate being left out. You know, as, as a kid, you know, when you you see other kids playing, you you get jealous, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same. It's the same thing with with kids and and their parents. You know, they they see their parents making these decisions, and sometimes the de- decisions, well, all the time, the decisions affect them. So why not give them some sort of option or choice? Yeah. Do you think that's helped them? I do. I absolutely do. I, I, I mean, obviously, there's, it. yeah, it, there's there's days where it's better, better and worse. But uh, mm-hmm. I would say for the most part, it's definitely helped because, um, we give him the option of, you know, say, hey, do you you want to take your bath now or do you want to take your bath later? And then we'll we'll tell him why these options matter. Like say, Hey, do you want to take your bath now? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when Sissy's taking her bath, you can play and, sure. you know, then he thinks about things and he's like, Oh, okay. Like that gives me more time to do the things that I want to do. Uh-huh. Um, but you're still benefiting as a parent because you get what you want. Exactly. I get what I need. I need him in the bath and in bed. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> So, um, it's, it's a win-win and it's, again, it, it gives him that sense of purpose and, you know, that sense of belonging because, and and I, this is rough man this was really rough so the other day it was just it was a bad day for everybody it was just a long day at work for me a long day here uh for my wife and you know kids in and out and she had a couple of drop-ins which she wasn't expecting and um so uh it was just it was a busy day all the way around well mm-hmm. he gets home and he didn't have the greatest day at school and then on top of it, I think he—that was the day he quit gymnastics. Um, oh, so, this is, so <laughs> this is a trifecta of things. Yeah, it was just—it was not a good day all the way around. So, um, uh, you know, I had—I had a very very short fuse that night, and I had let Brittany know when I got home that I was—I was probably gonna, you know, help out with dinner, and then try to go relax for a few minutes or something mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, take that time. Um, you know, I was like, "Hey, whenever I'm done, we'll swap." And that, that's something else too is is being able to to have that option with your partner and just you know swap in and out if need be. um But yeah, he uh he had a meltdown, and I don't I don't remember what all was said, but he he was upset and he was saying that me and Brittany thought he was stupid and we hated him and oh, because I mean awful. we had it is it felt terrible, man and. You know, it, it was, and I can see where he's coming from, though, and I can see why he would say that, because we had got onto him, you know, multiple times within, you know, just a few minutes, because it was one of those, like, someone came to pick up their kid, and we said, hey, Silas, can you please, dang it, hey, can you go up to your room, uh, and, you know, Let's let's not come down here right now. Yeah. And he wanted to argue, and, and it was just one of those, like, you know, why, buddy? Like, why are you doing this kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. And he just he wanted to show his butt when someone else was here. <laughs> so <laughs> like I know that. Like, some people show his butt? No, no. Oh, so, no. so, like, some, some, some of the younger. <laughs> no, God, no. That, so, you know, being I guess... a dad, you probably
0: would have allowed that. <laughs> I would have laughed. I would have oh, laughed. Off. And then Brittany would have whooped your ass. <laughs> yeah. She, well, she would have whooped you hard.
1: Oh, dude! But uh, yeah, now. for some for some of the younger people, if you watch this, uh, show your ass. It's it's you know act out. Um, it's just it's what I grew up hearing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I had to explain this to people I work with the other day. I just wanted but to clarify anyway. that because it was funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he he just he wasn't listening when this kid's mom came to pick him up or pick up uh, her son. And so you know we like finally were like, dude, you got to go to your room, man. Whatever, like just go to your room for a little while. We'll come get you in a minute. And you know he had a meltdown in his room, and so finally we brought him downstairs. We're like, buddy, what's wrong, man? And and he was like, you know, I feel like you guys hate me, and you think I'm stupid, and you don't like me. And I'm like, oh my god, like hearing hearing your kids say that. Yeah. And like that, you know, because he genuinely believed that, and it it made me feel like a shit parent. Yeah. Um, and there are definitely nights where like, you know, I'm just I'm at my wits end. I don't know how I I don't know how to express myself without you know. Saying something hurtful, so I just choose mm-hmm. not to say anything, and, and um and that's you know one of those golden rules, right? Like you know if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Sure, yeah. um Well, with a kid, like you can't you can't just make them go to bed and then not tell them good night and you love them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know even as a parent, like you may be mad at your kid, right? Uh, but you you know you still you still have to go in there and you tell them that you love them because you do. Yeah. And. Um, and as a kid, like as a kid, not hearing that, right. That's so detrimental. Mm -hmm. So that's the, I would say that's one of the hardest parts about being a dad is, is just, you know, being frustrated, but still having to, to, to do the dad thing. Right. And, and not saying that that's hard by any means. I just emotionally, it's hard, um, to, to check your emotions and make sure that you're being strong enough for your children. Um, So that way that they know that they're always loved and no matter how you feel Mm -hmm. um, that they know that, you know, you'll always be there. You're the strong one. Right. So that's, that's the hardest part for me about being a dad. It's just the, uh, the emotions. (laughs) I know I kind of went on a tangent there, but. No, uh, no,
0: no. That's, that's great information for people to hear, especially with those, you know, granted you're not the only one that probably has a child that deals with this, you know? So there's, there's probably, there's, I'm not gonna say probably there is plenty of people out there that have the same I'll use the word issue for now, um yeah, because I don't wanna make it seem like it's an issue because it's a child that can't control what they're you know doing and feeling sometimes um now you know you you talked about taking a break and stuff like that with okay. with that being said how what kind of things do you do on your breaks I know you touched on them a little bit like what's the time where, you know, what's the one thing, you know, what you said, Jim, it turned your brain off. Um, I know that you're into bikes, you know, biking and stuff like that. Um, it, how, how, I mean, obviously that's got to be a, a great thing to go like riding out in the, the, the Germany countryside and everything. And um, I guess just, it, we can, we can kind of sway from that dad talk just for a second to explain this hobby because I know you're passionate about it
1: okay uh yeah i and and honestly, like that's one of my big things too is um yeah, motorcycle riding, um, I've been a rider for i don't know now, going on probably seven years, give or take i mean i I rode motorcycles and dirt bikes and stuff in high school, um, but nothing nothing too crazy on the street um mm-hmm. I bought my first like real legit motorcycle uh I think I was twenty. Is when my wife bought it for me for my birthday, and then um I had it for about four or five years, sold it for deployed mm-hmm. and then uh I just bought another one when I got here, and i yeah, absolutely riding in the German countryside here is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal um and it's definitely relaxing i I've definitely used um my 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 time uh to relax mm-hmm. um by you know hopping on the bike plotting around on the GPS and just, just going. Um,
0: yeah. Now, so is it a single seat or can you take like your kids on it? You have like a little car
1: on the side that you could take, enjoy, you know, <laughs> throw little uh, goggles on and a little scarf and go, you know, yeah. A little Snoopy style. Yeah. Uh, we, we definitely, uh, it's, it's got a back seat to it. Um, and, and honestly it's a lot more comfortable than my last bike for sure. Uh-huh. Um, it's a lot bigger too. So it would definitely be easy to take a passenger. Um, I would say for, with children, I, I, I Probably not. (laughs) Maybe you know, put put around the base a few times, but um, I don't even know if I'm allowed to do that on base. Uh, Oops. (laughs) But uh, yeah. Um, But no, uh, I definitely want to get Brittany out on it. Um, She said that she wants to give me the the rest of the year to improve and get more comfortable on the bike, which I, I completely understand. Yeah. Um, but uh, she's definitely excited to get out on it too, because again, it's, it is a lot bigger than my last bike and mm-hmm. it is a lot more comfortable. Um, it's actually got a legit passenger seat on it. Yeah. So Um,
0: now, you know, we talked about like, you know, the downtime and stuff, you know, you look, you, the gym is a big de-stressor and everything mm-hmm. uh, with turning your brain off. Do you kind of get that same sensation whenever you're riding?
1: Uh I would say it's shuts a,
0: off. It's a
1: yeah, it's a different kind of brain shut off. Obviously I you gotta guess. pay attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I mean it's it's not as mentally engaging uh mm-hmm. as I would say like going to work is. Yeah uh, or you know, dealing with kids or anything like that. But uh it, yeah, you definitely have to pay attention, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah, you definitely can just especially when you're on like a, a straight road or a highway or something like that, you know, you just you just sit there and enjoy the scenery yeah. that's passing by. Um, it's kind of nice. Uh, there's definitely some some nice, nice roads around here. I took a ride out the other day out to a a campsite that I've been looking at. Um, might go camping uh, with a couple people from work. Um, and it was about 45 minutes away, um, but super twisty roads and just through literal like farmland and countryside. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, I can imagine.
0: I mean, you see what oh, Germany yeah. is like in pictures and movies and stuff like that, but I can't imagine oh, yeah. the, the real thing. You know, being so much more beautiful in person, like you know, like everything else. Um, yep. Now, see, I want, I want to kind of, you know, I hate saying piggyback. It reminds me of commanders. Quest. <laughs> I mean, let me kind oh. what the commander said. Oh, um, piggyback. But so the one thing that I struggle with, and you know, uh, you know. My boy, you know, I've used his name on here before. So Axel is going to be four months old, October 2nd. And the one thing that I struggle with is feeling guilty about getting that me time. I I feel guilty about that because, you know, my wife Erica, she deals with her conditions of ADHD and bipolar, just to name a few. And I see how she's struggling, and she does. She goes, she goes and gets help for it, and she's actively engaged in her her own recovery. Um, and I just, you know, I hate seeing. It. I feel useless, you know. And yeah. um, I think that's going to be one of the next topics I discuss. You know, when I do a little solo mini Monday thing, um, with a little five to ten minute kind of motivational speech, I guess you could say. Um, but you know, it. it It's just like, hey, I need this time schedule. Which, you know, luckily her mom was here, so I got stuff done with yesterday with the podcast, and you know, I'm able to, I'm able to get stuff done with you today. You know, yeah, I do not know. He must be sleeping or something, or she just (laughs) knows how, or she knows how important this is to me, and is like, okay, you know, go ahead and do it. Um, but uh, yeah, that that guilt that I feel, it's like, man, I'm not giving her enough time and stuff like that, and. Like yeah. I mentioned before, like, um, the therapist being like, Hey, you can't say I would like to, because if you say I would like to, it's like conditional, like you're not going to be able to get anything done, you know, you're yeah. not going to get your time. So it's like, you need to, I hate using the word self-help because it's, I feel like there's a, 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 a blonde white girl sipping her Starbucks talking about it. Somewhere <laughs> and I, you know, I hate the stereotype of it, but, but it's absolutely true. You gotta, you, dads, you gotta learn how to take care of yourself and not say no, but Stick up for yourself and say, "Hey, I need this time." One hundred percent, one hundred
1: percent. Because especially with, and I'm sure you were getting there eventually, but yeah, with like a dad being a patriarchal figure, like you know, you you're the breadwinner. um Like, and again, put politics aside, like. That's just, that's the way it's been. That's the way it'll probably always be. Like, mm-hmm. if and if you're not, you know, the breadwinner, then you're a deadbeat. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword and it's definitely a double standard. Um, I feel like that's where the
0: controversy comes in because don't get me wrong. Like I'm all in favor of women working, you know, I have nothing against that and stuff like that, but I feel like the default is, you know, if the dad can't provide and, and don't get me wrong. Some dads are just complete fucking deadbeats. Like my real father, yeah. complete fucking deadbeat um my dad however great fucking dude love the dude you know he's been dad um in in my life and i'm very grateful for him but yeah like that's how i view it and you know erica erica views it i think that same way like you know you're the protector and stuff like that yeah I, i love that feeling you know from the first moment that i held him in my arms i was like i'm going to protect you forever like someone yep. fucking step to me right now and, and we'll have some problems. You know? Yep. And um with you know, it's it's that undescribable feeling. And I know the, that's the one thing that that's the one thing if I had to pick one thing that someone could not explain to me being a dad is holding your kid for the first time when they're born. It's just it's an unbelievable, unexplainable feeling. Even Mark had emotions and his biggest love in the world is a plate of well-made spaghetti. True, you know, a heart of gold, big and obnoxious <laughs> Italian guy, heart of gold. Um, so, with your, with with your middle son, the uh, one with diagnosed with ADHD, go ahead and um, go ahead and explain that process. We haven't really gone gone through that, and I'm not talking about like his his mental illnesses that he's diagnosed with, but. Um, I guess just kind of explain how, how he came into your life.
1: Yeah. So, um, back in, I want to say 2016, uh, is when we, so me and my wife, you know, we had been married for, I think two or three years at this point, um, maybe a little longer. And, you know, we had decided that maybe it was time for us to, to have our own kid. Um, so we... We were trying, and uh, nature gave us the big middle finger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pr- pretty much, uh, yeah, like, we tried nothing, and we finally went to, we both went to separate doctors, and we're like, hey, like, this isn't normal. Like, yeah. I, me personally, I was like, I've already had a kid. Like, I know yeah. I'm good, right? Mm-hmm. So after all the tests and stuff, uh, I had been diagnosed with secondary infertility, and they were telling her that she would never have kids. Um, Damn. So, uh,
0: let's we, let's, we did let's, all the let's sorry, I gotta interrupt, let's stop right there. But good news did eventually happen.
1: Good
0: oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's <laughs> yeah, my my
1: three year old daughter, she uh, she was our big surprise. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, so we um, we got told that we wouldn't have kids, so we're like, okay, cool, like you know, well, if that's the case, then we can't have kids, let's help kids that are already here. Um, so we decided Absolutely. to uh, become foster parents and um, it's something that my wife had always wanted to do but just never had the ability or um, a a partner to help. And now that, you know, she was with me, damn, I just blew that fucker away. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sidebar. We're uh, playing video games while we're talking dad stuff. That's why it's
0: called Dad Talk While Playing Sons of the
1: Forest. Uh, But, um, yeah, so we, we became... Uh, licensed foster parents and that process was a shit show to say the least. Um, Overall it took about a year and a half Um, about I think it was like 20 hours of uh, in-person training you had to do and then not to mention like home inspections from uh, CPS and fire marshals and, and sheriff's departments and fingerprints and background checks and all this, you know, all this stuff. And, uh, finally after getting all that done, uh, we, we didn't get a call f- for a kid for a while. And the one we did, we did have to deny sadly. Um, yeah, but we yeah. did make sure yeah, yeah she got yeah. help and I don't want to go into the whole situation, but
0: yeah, uh, it was, it wasn't meant for you. We'll just leave it at that. No.
1: Yeah. It was, it was not meant for us. Um, so we made sure that she got the help that she needed though. Um, but, um, yeah, we finally got a call about a newborn. Um and I was I was actually in the middle of leadership school which was not the best time to get that phone call, but a- you know, ALS. at the same time. Yep, ALS. <laughs> um so uh yeah, not the best time to get that phone call cuz that's I would not say it's an intensive training by any means, but it's something you definitely have to dedicate time and focus to. Sure. Um but yeah, we got the call and uh we went to the hospital to pick him up and yeah, he was a he was a month old. He was uh, about a month premature when we picked him up. And uh I how, mean just I was about to say how ahead.
0: how did that feel? So you obviously you can compare it to your your daughter being born. Yeah. Um was there um,
1: was there any difference, you know? I mean aside from from just knowing that uh he wasn't physically like biologically mine um no I don't I don't think there was uh, it was honestly it was I would say love at first sight kind of thing um Sure the moment we went in there and we picked him up and I uh I started scratching him you know again he's a month old so he, he can't really do a whole lot mm-hmm. but I mean I started scratching him right here on his sideburn just in front of his ear and he started like kind of just smirking at me and uh it, that right there was one of the, just one of the greatest feelings ever cuz like i i had got excuse me i had missed uh the birth of my first child uh, my 9 year old mm-hmm. um just due to the location and you know not being with his mother and stuff mm-hmm. um so getting to be there for for my middle son when he was just born was was awesome yeah um, yeah absolutely just an amazing feeling for sure now
0: you see so you picked him up about a month old and you yeah. got the foster stuff going. How? How soon? I guess would you say that you were able to officially get the the paperwork done to where it was like, you know, hey, we're we're this kid's legal parents or guardians, whatever word I guess the paperwork of the state uses. You know.
1: Um, it was uh, it was a it was a process, man. I uh, it was about um, let me think. Uh, he was almost he was almost uh 2 years old by the time we uh we got everything finalized officially um mm-hmm. he's just over just over a year and a half actually um yeah due to just just waiting on the court to finalize the termination of his his uh biological mom's rights and then um just that whole process in general was it was a nightmare um and Nothing against his mom uh because I mean she also grew up in the system i i feel I feel for kids that are in the system and that have have grown up in the system it's awful and I just i hope more people can 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 try to help but um yeah it was it was a a long long process um but we knew going into it uh that there was a very good chance that we would have been able to adopt him um
0: that you had a good chance or not a good chance.
1: That we had a good chance. Okay, gotcha.
0: Um, so after all that, like obviously he's been with you guys for quite a while now. Does yeah. he? I mean, he calls you mom and dad, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, how does have you had that talk with him yet, or has your wife had that talk where it's like, hey, you're adopted, you know? Because uh, that, that's gotta, yeah. That's got to be. Uh, I would think it'd be awful to have to tell a kid that that you've had for. You know, since he basically was born. I mean, I know you don't treat him any differently, no. but you know, that's. I, I, I don't know how I would go about talking about it. You know.
1: Um. Yeah. I. I. He does know. I don't remember exactly. I know this sounds bad. Um. But yeah. He. He does know. Um. I just don't remember when the conversation was had. Um. But like I said in the beginning, like I haven't been. I haven't been with them in so long that like. Mm-hmm. I don't really know everything that goes on all the time. Um, but he does, he definitely does know. And, um, but again, it's one of those, he's a six year old. So, you know, most stuff that you tell him is kind of fleeting to begin with. You know, he knows, he knows he has to go to bed and go to school tomorrow. He knows that he has to eat or he will get sick. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's kind of along the same lines. Like I'm sure in his brain somewhere it, you know, it's still there, but, uh, For the most part, you know, I'm sure he just kind of just goes about his day and we're mom and dad and that's all that matter to him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess eventually when he gets older it's like, hey, do you want to know more? Okay, we can talk about it. But right yeah. now it's not something that's pressing. I would you know, Yeah, assume. yeah.
1: Um, and, uh, honestly, up until I think a couple years maybe, uh, my wife actually kept in contact with his mom. Really? Um, uh, yeah. So and, and you know she she always had pictures of him. Uh she would send pictures of uh my my son growing up and stuff like that. So she you know she got to see stuff and it, we we by no means did we want to keep her out of his life. Um because mm-hmm. that is his mom. Um but she, I think it was better for her mentally to to not be a part of it. Yeah. So um
0: So trying to think um so you got you got the youngest in the state or the oldest in the states um and then you got the two there what about so you've actually you've been out in public and done trips and stuff like that what would you say Mm -hmm. is like the the cultural difference with the parenting styles excuse me i gotta itch (laughs) yeah the cultural parenting styles i guess
1: Uh, uh i will say it's different for sure um it was the same in Korea, too. Uh, so, like, a, uh, in America, right? And I'm guessing most people that watch this will be either American or have American friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so Americans are very loud people. Yes. You know, uh, <laughs> we're, we're very loud. We do not know how to be quiet. So um, with my kids, and, it, it, you know, people can hate me in the comments or whatever if they want to. Uh, but... um you know, sometimes you you get a little, a little heated and you yell, um, here specifically and in Korea, uh, you don't, you don't yell at your kids in public, that's for sure, um, here, also any type of physical discipline here in Germany is, uh, very much illegal, um, so you, uh, you definitely have to, um, be careful about how you discipline or, uh, you know, talk to your kids in public, because I had, I definitely had some people looking at me in Ikea one day, (laughs) like I was a fucking psychopath.
0: dare he raise his voice to his,
1: his 6 Yeah, yeah, because, like, you know, we're sitting there, and we're eating lunch, and, uh, because, you know, anytime we go to Ikea, you gotta get meatballs. Yes. So, we're sitting there, and we're eating our meatballs, and, uh... Well, I don't remember what the situation was specifically, but he just you know he wasn't listening. let's just let's just call it that. I asked him to stop, and he didn't mm-hmm. so It's like you know like I raised my voice a little bit, and like three tables around us got real quiet and spun around and looked at me, and I was like, like ooh Ugh. <laughs> good yeah, uh, so. so no it's mm-hmm. it's definitely definitely hard, and then on top of it, too, being on base and uh you know for for anyone who's in the military watching this, you'll know exactly what I mean. Um, and, and Kevin, you know, too, just from your time in, like you have, you have those people that gossip, those mm-hmm. military spouses that love to gossip. Yes. So, yeah, you can't, you can't do anything here without someone knowing. Oh, did you see what he did? for me. A good boo-boo. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't help that, uh, our cul-de-sac, if you have your windows, o- excuse me, your windows open, everything echoes in this place. Yes. Um,
0: oh. now... With disciplining, like obviously we aren't, Erica and I aren't there yet with that, but we obviously have our differences. Like she wants to be the gentle parent, I'm going to be the (laughs) the stern parent, and she thinks that we're going to flip flop roles whenever he gets to that age where we have to kind of, you know, maybe swat him on the butt or ground him or something or take something away. She's like, "Oh no, you're going to be the you're going to be the gentle parent." I'm like, "How do you figure?" And she's just like, "Oh, trust me, I know you will." I was like, "Okay, like we'll see." So I think that that's going to be interesting, you know, when, um, that time comes, I guess you could say, um, but, um, yeah, I love that. I love that story, uh, about your, your middle son, because, you know, there are some people out there that, you know, and, and this isn't geared just towards natural births for parents, you know, this is for any dad, whether you're adopting or, you know, you're, you're having a natural or, um what's the other one called surrogate, you know, however you're going about being a new dad, like this information's for you and and Cody really appreciate you sharing that story. I absolutely love it. It's, it's, it's really, I just don't think a lot of, you don't hear a lot of that being talked
1: about. Mm -hmm. Um, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Before we had decided, I hadn't heard of anybody being a foster parent. I mean, my mm -hmm. grandma, when I was a kid had fostered kids for a little while, but I mean, nothing, nothing like what, you know, we went through. Mm hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, like, so what, um, I, the one thing is, is crazy is like, you know, you have multiple kids, you have three, um, two that are yeah. currently with you. So you're, there's two kids all at all times. When Eric and I went into this, um, choosing to be parents, you know, choosing to say, okay, we're going to go ahead and try this thing. And we were, we were quite successful, um, um, you know right from the get-go i had fertility issues too and i had to take yeah. medication for it you know it worked right away um but after having one and him being axel Axel's colic it's just like dude i don't know how parents do multiple kids because i couldn't do it and i yeah. wanted i wanted a younger sibling for him because i love being a big brother i you know I, i'm the oldest of three i have a younger sister who's three years younger than me and then my little brother, who's 14 years younger than me from my dad, he's technically my half brother, but, you know, we don't, we don't see that, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know how you do it, man. And I, I really don't. And I'm not trying to discourage anybody listening to have multiple kids. But, you know, Mark even said it. Mark was like, well, I'm done with one. Maybe, you know, he's not, he's not closed off to the idea. So if Cindy happens to hear this, Cindy, do not think he doesn't want to have another kid. But you know, <laughs> he's talked to me about the struggles of like just one kid and all the time that goes into it. You know, it, yeah. it's it's very time consuming. I, I want to say that the rewards though, early on I've I've had so many rewards. Like I'll go one minute from being frustrated after my twelve hour day at work, is every day is a twelve hour day. I drive ninety minutes to work. Um two hours someday when you know, traffic on forty is terrible, going from Greensboro to Raleigh. But the moment I come home and he sees me, his eyes widen, he smiles, he starts kicking and flay on his legs, and he's like, dad's, who, dad's home, dad's here. And immediately I forget everything. But I'll say this, once he starts crying, I'm like, oh, damn it, here it goes again. Um, yep. <laughs> but I think there were, obviously, like in any situation, but especially being a parent, especially a new dad, I think the the rewards outweigh the... um. I guess the bad, bad times. I don't really say a bad time because I never really have a bad time with him. I guess it's just more of like the challenging moments. Um, And yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it, right? Like, could you think of any other way I could explain that? I guess, you know,
1: yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say bad. I think I say challenging is a, uh, a good term because I mean, kids are challenging. And I, I will say this. They're hard. They're not challenging. They are hard. Um each kid is different and um the the biggest thing for me um with, with, with dealing with kids and of is just the the constant, right? Like mm-hmm. there's never not a time where you're and until they're older, right? And obviously, you know, everyone's gonna have their own opinions on this, but until they're older, like there's not a moment in a day where where your child doesn't need you or needs yes. something from you. Um, unless they are asleep, and then the only thing that they need from you is to make sure that the house doesn't fall down on top of them while they're asleep. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> So, a good way, nice way of putting it, I guess. Uh, but yeah, like, um, being being a, a parent is is so rewarding. Um, and like you were saying, like whenever you come home from work and you see that big gummy smile, right? Like that was one of my favorite things, and, um. Getting to see that with my my middle son and my my daughter um you know when they were babies is like going to pick up my middle son from daycare when he was when he was uh little like and going in there and talking to him and he was doing and god mm-hmm. and, then, and then my daughter like you know that's that's my little mini me man like <laughs> your little girl oh yes like my oldest son and my middle son like you know they're like that's cool but you know whatever but she, she is my mini me, dude. Like she follows me all the way around. I'm surprised that she hasn't tried to come in already. Um, usually, if I'm if I'm in here, she's in here wondering what I'm doing and checking on me and making sure I'm okay. And yeah, yeah, she's my little grocery shopper too. Anytime we go to the store, like anytime I go to the store, she's got to follow me. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: Axel really hasn't um he hasn't shown preference. I guess she's a obviously. I will say this. I will boast and say that he thinks I'm the funnier one. Sorry, mom. Of course, um, but I'm also, you know, I'm I'm also mm-hmm. not scared to take my shirt off and dance around and say some a <laughs> few words. You know, um, he absolutely loves it. Um, but yeah, I, I, see, I, I say all these challenges with with being a new dad, but even the experience stuff, like you said, you know, you're in a unique situation where you're in the military and you have this rotating schedule and obviously other duties that you have to perform it 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 can definitely be a a challenge and i'm sure you know anybody listening or who will listen in the future definitely will take hopefully some some hope from all of this and go you know what you know i hear what he's going through you know i got this you know just it's kind of like a keep your head up type thing you know absolutely uh, but i uh i really appreciate you going into all that um we're at an hour now so i'll go ahead and go ahead and wrap it up and uh just say thanks for thanks for coming on and joining obviously um i'll have you back on here to go through some more stuff uh, we'll, i'm sure we'll find a topic to talk about i'm sure you'll have a funny story you want to you want to bring up um i was going to ask you about the one where you traveled to the castle with the toys and everything where you bought them toys uh, and they immediately broke but we'll save that one we'll save that one but um
1: <laughs> just, a, just a quick
0: message everybody um, like I said before, in the last one, we were going to be doing Mini Mondays where I do a sh- very short one with a short topic where I just go solo and, or I'll play a short from one of my, one of my friends that's on here. Um, Thursdays will be thoughtful Thursdays where we do the extended one, which this one I'm going to upload probably immediately. Cause it's really good content and I want to get it out there and, um, just keep on the lookout for it. Follow. I uh, can't subscribe yet cause I don't have much listeners, but hit that follow button Please listen. And if you got anything to say, leave it down in the comments. I know Spotify allows you to, hey, what do you think about this podcast? Go ahead and fill that out. It helps a lot. And you can find me on Apple Podcasts as well. And I'm going to get a YouTube video up with this stuff. Raw footage, unedited, because I want the talk to be as transparent as possible. So as I say that, we will go ahead and end this one. And Cody, really appreciate you coming on here and talking with me and everything.
1: Absolutely, dude. Anytime.
0: All right, man. You take it easy.
1: You too, bro.